0: So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live Your Apache Indian Scout through the Book of Books, Sophie Dollar. All right.
1: What a week. What a time we yeah. are living! I tell you, things are going bonkers everywhere at every level. All kinds of conversations about well, what's going to happen here in a week, and this, that, and the other, and getting kicked off Twitter, and off Facebook. I mean, we're getting...
2: <laughs> as if you know Instagram. what Twitter if, is, Dad. <laughs> as if I know
1: what it is, anyway. Instagram, uh, Instagram, any of those. I, it's I do realize that it's kind of a crazy time, and I do. Uh, I am trying to stay. Alert as to I wonder what's going to happen and how things are going to go and all this sort of thing, and I always you know have my own concerns and this about my own views, but but really. Uh, from the po- that, yeah, anyway, as a citizen, as a yeah, person, as a right. citizen, and I have a great family. Our kids are very informed. I agree, uh, with each, that. all three of you. <laughs> Stacy would definitely agree with that. She's the uh, the daughter, and uh, my two sons, they they keep me, all of them keep me very much informed about all the different uh, and they don't all have the same point of view either. They have very, very different points of view between well,
2: kind of. you and the
1: two boys. Well, well, it's interesting, it's not like they're you know, yeah. miles away from each other, but uh, different. Just kind of a unique, separate view. Yeah, each Yeah, we of definitely
2: you. all bring different um, mm-hmm. life, lives, and mm-hmm. jobs, and um, experiences to the table. Mm-hmm. Scott's a Stanford grad and lived out in California for 15 years. You were the King's, I'm a College, King's in College New, York New Yorker, Yorker grad who worked in Hollywood. Sean, right 10 here years. in San Antonio.
1: <laughs> Good old what? Well, uh, yeah. uh Trinity. Not Trinity. Um, he went to UTSA. Well, he went to Liberty University Liberty for a little bit, and, and then, then UTSA. came finished up here at UTSA. Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: So we all kind of come to the same place but um and which is a which is an interesting Yeah. An interesting they thing. keep
1: you keep me informed and you know, they keep me going. But basically and it's what we're gonna look at a little bit tonight, folks. Welcome to the Bible Live. We are reading through the entire Bible every year, giving you a chance to hear Every verse, every chapter, every book of the Bible. And I just want you to get more and more excited about that with us and join us on this journey through the Scriptures. If you've ever wanted to uh, read through the entire Bible, and, you know maybe you've told that yourself for years, oh, I've, I've always wanted to read the Bible. Well, I want to invite you to join us at uh, com. You can go to biblelive.com, and there you'll find uh, the readings are there. You, you can listen, listen to a 15- to 20-minute Bible reading. Every weekday, Monday through Friday, and that's our reading schedule. And we are now, we've just finished up the Gospel of Matthew this past week, and we're going back now to the Tanakh, back to the Hebrew Scriptures, picking up where we left off. We had read Genesis and Exodus and Leviticus, and now we're picking up, uh, this week we've picked up in the book of Numbers And and we'll go right on into Deuteronomy, Numbers and Deuteronomy. But we spent uh, last week, last couple of weeks, in the Gospel of Matthew. So we need to finish up our comments on the Gospel of Matthew tonight. Mm -hmm. And then we'll go on and introduce the book of Numbers as well. And interestingly, a lot of what's going on in our world today in some ways, has a lot to do. With. A lot of people are involved with, it from the point of a, a spiritual point of view, they're, they're interpreting and looking at the things going on in our world and even in our own nation, from the point from the point of view of reflecting their own view of of uh, faith and our walk with God and knowing God and what that means to us as citizens of this nation. I've always said, in some ways. In some ways, Stacy, I think that – I don't know how to say this. Uh, well, I'll say it this way. It's, it's radically different uh, what, the, the, what we face today as believers, as followers after Jesus Christ and, and, knowing, and walking with God today in what we call a representative republic – you know, in, in a, a democracy where you... I, I've often wondered what would the world have looked like? What would have been Jesus... How would it have changed Jesus' message or his behavior or his presentation of himself as Messiah? You've
2: asked that a lot of times,
1: yeah. Or, yeah. or Paul and his teaching and so on. Mm-hmm. If they had lived in a... where they Where people voted for their leaders. Mm-hmm. Where you elected your leadership. Now, at some level... In in Israel, in some level there was a kind. I'm sure there was some kind of choice, some kind of people voted in some way, shape or form. I, I assume. I don't mean went and cast a ballot, but I mean. Yeah, I imagine they could get rid of somebody they didn't like if they. I mean, you know, in some way, but but they certainly didn't. the The political and the the social processes were not. Like at a ballot box, and you having a candidate, and you having to have a, um, a program, and you present yourself, and then people right. go and vote. That's just not um, that's not the way it was. And I wondered, I wonder if how that would have changed anything if Jesus or Paul, if they had been living in a, a, a democracy mm-hmm. like this, right? right. It, 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 uh, it it is. It does bring a. In some ways, their life was more was uh, simpler, right? Wouldn't you say?
2: That, right. That, uh, I mean,
1: they didn't have to make these choices about who the king is going to be, or who the right. who the Caesar is going to be now, right. or who's going to do. The, they uh, they lived under the thumb of Rome, and yeah, Rome they
2: didn't have the controlled respons-
1: everything. With, yeah,
2: without uh, they didn't have the freedom, but they didn't have the responsibility of that freedom right. either. <laughs>
1: and they just did. They, and, and in some ways, of course. Uh, What's happening today is that, I- at some level, uh, believers are in America are trying to respond to right. all of this chaos and all of this confusion and all of this uh, right. corruption and all of this. It is right. All the developments that we yeah. seem to be watching, uh, believers are caught kind of in the middle, thinking, "Well, whoa, you know, what, what
2: is our what response? Is, yeah, right.
1: what should our response right. be?" And and it makes it, I think, it makes it uh, uh, somewhat complicated. And, and it's in some ways it's timely because yeah. the last chapters of the book of Matthew also get into that from chapter 24, 25, to, to, to where the book ends, chapter 28. Uh, there is a lot of discussion there. They ask Jesus, what's going to happen? Tell us, when will it come? When will you mm-hmm. come to start your kingdom and all this sort of right. thing? And so, uh, and of course... That's part of our discussion today. Is that uh, the different ways that we view the in what is called the end times? Mm-hmm. And so you and I were going to try to. We've been praying and thinking and talking about. We're going to try to speak to that tonight. In the middle of it, we're going to try to humbly. We're not going <laughs> to very humbly and There's not. So giving, many. <laughs> we're not going to tell you. Well, this is the answer. And if not, you know, you're. Uh, you're just wrong or you're going – because one of the uh, – you know, part of the problem of getting all caught up in the consideration of end times is that, uh, for one, it causes a breach in the fellowship of the believers. Mm-hmm. It's like you said, I believe, that uh, it's it, it kind of creates a us and them – mentality that mentality. W- w- you know i i believe this and i got it and you other y'all believe that you're all wrong and so on right. and it kind of it kind of uh fosters a uh, a fission a, a separation in the body well, of christ it can,
2: it can become i think kind of cultish in a way it, because it's not it's extra biblical in a way i mean yeah. it's not pres- and and so it But when you claim that something that is not necessarily completely spelled out is just so true and that nobody else has that knowledge, then you have this kind of secret sort of understanding and it... um, and it, it it creates a I know this, you don't know this. Yeah,
1: I know this, you don't, or I'm better, or I'm more advanced, I'm this, or mm-hmm. you're wrong, or, or even sometimes you must not even be a believer, you must not even mm-hmm. because you don't believe this or that or the other. So that's one danger, and the other danger is that we get so caught up in our considerations of these things that we get right. sp- spending all of our time wondering about, okay, what is this verse saying? What's and what is yeah. this? And what's this theory? And and and, and we get. We move away from our primary job, which is to uh, love the Lord, love other people, share the gospel, make disciples. Right,
2: or we become, uh, and it tends to lend itself to extreme swings of um, of of of, of, I I guess. well, really, emotions, um, because if what you think is going to happen in terms of a timeline doesn't happen, you get so distraught that you just you yeah. give up. There's and
1: I, and I think what you said, too, earlier was that depending on the view you have, if you have a highly detailed view yeah, uh, exactly. it we 'll we'll talk about this in just a moment in more detail. You may get caught up in trying to make your view happen yeah yeah we 're going to help God along here we 're going to right. we 're going to create the circumstances to, and make things yeah, happen that yeah. will that will provoke uh the second coming or right, provoke the, second, the rapture yeah. or bring on the, this and, and that, uh, um, that's, that can be dangerous as well. So we're going to talk a little bit about tonight, about end times, uh, uh, not in a saying you know, necessarily even uh, what I believe or Stacy believes itself, but we're going to try to list in, in right. some way what are some of the yeah. different views right. that exist and and try to give at least a little bit of wisdom. Hopefully, it'll be helpful right. to you tonight. Because
2: so, ma- Matthew 24 and the end of Matthew uh, 28, uh-huh. and 28, you're right, that, uh, does speak to that. And then, and then and so, yeah, we'll talk about Matthew. We'll yeah, <laughs> yeah. look at the Bible. The, and see
1: yeah, what so we're done. not getting away from our subject, but we decided, <laughs> okay, we're going to go ahead and uh, try to. Now, here's, here's a little bit of the history, if we can, is that. Uh, essentially for the last oh yeah by the way good good thanks john i want to give you our phone number 210-340-9585 now this is the bible live our fascination and our commitment is to uh, this book we really think this book should give us wisdom and give us the information we need to live as we ought uh, as god's people it should encourage us and equip us uh through these things so this that's why our commitment is the Bible live and uh so we we are going to talk tonight about this particular thing the end times thing our phone number is 210-340-9585 if you'd like to add your voice your thoughts uh certainly don't mind at all would encourage you to give us a call if we say anything that provokes a thought or gives you an idea then we would welcome you to join the conversation uh, about the scriptures. Well, here's the deal with the, in terms of the end, end times, uh, for most of the two thousand years since Jesus uh, died, resurrected, and ascended to heaven, most of the two thousand years there has been essentially a consensus, a general consensus, is that, um, it's, it, it, well, um, is what we would say the the. We are in the millennial area. In other words, the thousand-year reign that, that the Bible talks about, uh, we are in the kingdom era. It's not a literal thousand
2: years. It's not a literal
1: thousand years. It's like God owns the cattle on a thousand hills, right. for example. Yeah. It's just uh, an a, a t- amount of time. It's the kingdom era uh, in which... The Gospel of Jesus Christ is being proclaimed God's kingdom is being built and, and expanded around the world men and women are coming uh, to the knowledge of God the true and living God and living for him and the impact and influence of the gospel of the mm-hmm. of the truth uh, of, of the true and living God and the mm-hmm. salvation and mm-hmm. so on that is having that is taking place and it is having its uh, effect on People uh, on nations, mm-hmm. on people groups, mm-hmm. uh, hope is being bre- either, and, and love, and people are building hospitals and taking care of orphans and doing yeah. a lot of where the people of God are being stirred, and that is impacting, of course, nations, whole nations right. and people groups are being affected by this essential truth. Now, I'm not talking about religion as such. I mean, obviously, we're not. We're not talking about purely on just simple religious grounds. Uh, Anyway, religion is simply man's attempt to express toward God uh, his longing, our understanding, our relationship with God, to express uh, seeking God, yes, but expressing back to God our faith and our understanding. And uh, so we're not talking about different religions uh, or even different denominations. We're dealing on more of a level of God's people, those who know the Lord from all the different Backgrounds and so on. We're, we're living; the kingdom of God is expanding and growing around the world. The Great Commission, as uh, found in Matthew chapter twenty-eight, is being fulfilled, uh, and so on. That has been the predominant, or uh, prevailing view for all of these two thousand years until the middle to uh, second half of the eight, of the nineteenth century, in the uh, late eighteen hundreds. There were a couple of guys. One named, uh, let me see if I, I've got Darden his name here, Nelson. John Nelson Darby, sure, yeah. in the late eighteen 18- and C. I. Scofield. Um, some of you will remember these names. They were uh, strong voices during that period of time, the late eighteen hundreds, and they came and popularized the the futuristic idea of the coming of Christ and in detailing it in terms of um, to some degree. It was wrapped up in the concept of dispensationalism. Dispensationalism just simply talks about the, 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 what it takes to be saved, in a way, in the different time periods of history. Obviously, there's only one God, one Redeemer, one Savior, uh, but then the redemptive plan of God has been rolled out in history. God has rolled it out. Uh, uh, there was general revelation uh, creation, consciousness, and awareness that all people everywhere have, and but there was a special revelation that God uh, uh, appeared and dealt with individuals who knew him and walked with him, and he revealed more of himself and of this redemptive plan to them. Now, there's only one redemptive plan, one redeemer, one savior, one salvation, but the understanding of that was rolled out.
2: In different Over eras. time, it, oh, it yeah. was,
1: it, it was uh, uh, sequentially, in mm-hmm. other words. And so there came a time where, for example, we have the Adamic uh, uh, era. We talked about the Garden of Eden when we were reading Genesis. Mm-hmm. You have the Adamic period, then you have the uh, Noahic uh, covenant, you have the Abrahamic covenant, then you have um, Mosaic covenant, and then you move from Moses to D- David, the Davidic uh, covenant and so on and through the line of David, and then you come to um, Jesus and, and the coming of the Messiah. So all of those eras were, were the rolling out and the progressive understanding, greater understanding, given through those eras as people. It wasn't different. Mm-hmm. It, it, essentially, the, the basis upon which God deals with human beings is that he reveals himself at some level to every human being on planet Earth at some level, and that every human being is held responsible for what God has revealed to him of himself, Uh, and and he has revealed himself to every man, woman, and child, every boy and girl on the planet, and that God holds it, and the way the response the the right proper response to what God has revealed to us of Himself is faith and trust and longing toward Him. This Paul points that out in the opening chapters one and two of the book of Romans. So, but of course, over the time we understand more as we mature more in the Lord, as people and things happen, part of the redemptive plan, the prophecies, in, prophecies and so on took place, and and then people knew more, knew more, knew more, and then Jesus came, the ultimate final, uh, as he, the book of Hebrews said, this final revelation uh, the, uh, that we have. And for now for the 2,000 years, we've been living in this kingdom era. Now, these guys, uh, John Nelson Darby and C.I. Schofield, the uh, first Bible I ever owned was a Schofield reference Bible that was popular in in the 1950s when I came to faith in Christ. And uh, and the first Bible I was given was the Schofield Reference Bible uh, with his reference notes and so on. Mm -hmm. And they popularized this idea of uh, dispensationalism. And then part of that was the idea of the end times sequence. Uh, They came up with the idea that the first thing that will happen is a rapture. The church taken out, and then there would be seven years of tribulation, three and a half years called tribulation, three and a half years called the great tribulation, and that was to be followed by the actual some second coming. The rapture itself, Christ doesn't come to earth, but it, the, the people of God, believers, are caught up from earth to be with the Lord forever. And then at the end of that seven years of tribulation, uh, Christ returns with his church, with his people and that begins then a, a thousand years he establishes an earthly reign on planet earth and that begins a thousand years a, a literal thousand year reign uh and th- there that's where you get into in these details is where you kind of get into confusion about well wait are people still going to be saved or is there no more after that and so on mm-hmm. and and so this view has gone it's got a number of different kind of variations, uh, pre-mill-
2: you know, pre-millennium,
1: post-trib, pre-trib, <laughs> mid-trib, uh, 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 post-trib, millennium. <laughs> These are, you know, and different people have them, and they're very sincerely kept and, and defended, and people talk with great enthusiasm about when well, this is going to happen and that's going to happen and so on. Um, again, though, the the prevailing consensus over the centuries was that, Jesus is going to come when He comes, and whenever He comes, that's it. There, there was,
2: I think, the also distinction is the the, the rapture. There, for for all for most of time since yeah Christ, there that, was not a rapture and then a second and, and then a, then a and second, then the second coming, coming. Right. It is. There's the, just a, uh,
1: He's going to come. Yeah. There. Uh, his people are taken to be with him. Judgment comes mm-hmm. at that time, and so on. That is the and, last and, judgment. And, and, no, and the yeah. millennial reign is what we're in now. Yeah. Okay, now, so we're not going to try to particularly address any of these in great detail, or, or uh, this evening. I, I, I will say, I, I will say, I basically don't have a view. I, uh, there's another view that people call the millennials view. It means that everything's going to pan out in the end, <laughs> some way or other. God's going to take care of it, and and so and here's why I particularly, uh, I, I I suppose I, I lean more toward the the traditional the amillennial, the long the yes. the millennial view, but the point is is that Jesus is going to come when he comes, and and the point is is that the takeaway from each one of the views, mm-hmm. no matter what your takeaway is. The, I mean, no matter what view you have, the takeaway is still the same. Live for God, love the Lord your God with all your heart, love your neighbor as yourself, mm-hmm. share the gospel, make disciples, help share the, 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 grace and the goodness of God around the world, uh, help others come to know the savior. That's what we should be involved in, in, in doing, A- even in the gospel of Matthew after chapters 24, 25, 26, 27, mm-hmm. uh, even at the end of that, that 's why there at the end, we have the great commission right. at chapter twenty eight uh, okay, in light of all of these things and all I 've taught you, and so on here 's what you should be doing, and take this gospel to the ends of the earth, share this message, uh, mm-hmm. disciple people, teach people, help them to uh, you know to know you and walk with God, and then help them to reach others also
2: and be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the
1: end even of the to age. the end of the age, so. I think I agree with you a little bit, Stacy, in that, and I hadn't put any words, but I generally, when you said that, I kind of responded to it that, you know, I think that's right. You know, don't, you know, don't become so obsessed with that theme that it calls, that it distracts me from my main calling mm-hmm. uh, to love God, to love others, to serve the Lord, to, uh, and to share this message and make disciples and uh, expand the kingdom of God, the church of God around the nation. Uh, He'll come when he comes, Mm -hmm. you know, and however it happens, I'll be happy. I have a I kind of have a feeling. I I have an idea what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for his appearing for him to return. Uh, But the thing, the takeaway is be busy living now. Don't don't get distracted from the task now at hand Mm -hmm. and don't, you know, get in different Mm -hmm. in arguments with my brothers and sisters about it. Don't divide the kingdom based on right our thoughts about that
2: and in terms of the of the busy i mean the the you know do justice love mercy act hu- walk humbly with your god and mm-hmm. that is the uh, i think too you know we get we can we can get a little bit busy and in, in, in loftiness you know when you when walk humbly with you know you you do not know necessarily his ways his ways are higher than our ways and you know, walking humbly in that, and kind of submitting to that authority. There, there's a—I'll uh, I'll give a kudos to Michael, <laughs> Michael Novak, uh-huh. uh, our pastor. So, uh, Trinity Grace Church is the little, little church. Plants. Oh, is that our? Is that that
1: is already our music coming up. Okay, um, but you'll come back. I'll come back, and let's talk back. about. It. Uh, <laughs> I, I like that. I think I know you're going to reference a particular yes. message he delivered. Yes. And yes, it's, it is very positive and affirming. Uh, and we can have difference of opinions without dividing. And we can appreciate our thoughts and, and, and com- converse with each other about these things. It's not like it's out of bounds. But we don't need to divide and we need to keep our shoulder to the wheel, serving the Lord, doing what he's uh, commanded us to do. Uh, as we wait for His coming, and we can know that He's coming. He mm-hmm. is going to wrap it mm-hmm. up, uh, and even so, come, Lord Jesus, that will be exciting. Or we'll go.
2: Yeah. Or, we'll go. <laughs> uh, yeah, or
1: and we'll. Yeah, exactly. And I, I, I kind of see. I have a. I've asked Jesus to come back during my lifetime, and He always does what I tell Him to oh, do. Right. So uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, the Bible Live will be right back, folks. You can give us a call if you'd like, 210-340-9585. If you'd like to. Um, Say something about this theme or anything you would like. We'd love to hear from you. Or we're going to move on now uh, from the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to move back and begin to discuss as well uh, the opening chapters of the book of Numbers in the Hebrew Scriptures. All of that on the Bible Live as we continue. Don't you go away. We'll be right back. Discussing uh, the Gospel of Matthew, our our last chapters of the Gospel of Matthew, and they have to do with uh, a little bit to do with end times. Jesus talks about uh, his kingdom coming, and uh, and so a lot of people take the Gospel of Matthew and and apply it to futuristic terms. um, The classic or traditional way of understanding the Gospel of Matthew, there, was Jesus was talking about uh, in Matthew twenty four about. The history that they were just short-term history they were going to see with the destruction of Jerusalem in AD seventy as the Romans came mm-hmm. and d- destroyed and massacred people and, and destroyed Jerusalem, uh, and, and so uh, the the idea is that most of that twenty four twenty five that was regarding uh, the the soon coming prediction of the destruction of Jerusalem and the temple, and of course entering into the new era of, of the gospel spreading right. around the world.
2: Of, right, and in terms of those specific – and Vera, thank you so much. I know you've been waiting. We'll come to you. And uh, just when I was going to reference, as far as all of these things, our hearts can be at at peace. In terms of you had said we go about doing the Great Commission despite whichever of these specifics is what God is working and doing. And we are busy about doing that. Uh, And we don't have to. So my pastor, Michael Novak at Trinity Grace Church and over the summer. Let me bring
1: Vera on on, up here to get her in on our conversation. Hi, Vera. How are you this evening?
0: Oh, thank you. Very fine. I'm so glad you're Uh, on the phone with us. Let let (laughs) Stacy finish her idea here and
1: then you can respond to that as well. Okay. But I wanted you to bring in the conversation.
2: (laughs) That's all right. Um, okay. Well, I was just going to say, he had uh, one of the, we had a summer in the Psalms, and one of the just sweetest, I think, Psalms were all, was that Psalm 131, when David says, Oh, Lord, my heart is not lifted up um, so high. Uh, my eyes are not raised too high. I don't occupy myself with things that are too great and too marvelous for me. I have a calmed and quieted my soul like a weaned child with its mother, like a weaned child is my soul within me. And uh, that was just a Uh, uh, a, a really great uh, reminder um, in this time of such uncertainty and predictions and um, uh, trying to usher in this or usher in that. We can be at at peace in that sense. These things are above us, and Mm -hmm. God has planted us exactly where he wants us to be, with the community around us that we need are meant to love and to um, be neighborly with and share the. Our gospel family, our be. neighbors,
1: our community, our city, Amen. our nation. Our, right. Yeah, and, and do what
0: we Amen. can. Do in and, 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 yeah.
1: and and do what we need to be doing each and every day humbly. Right. Yes. And I, and, I, and I don't mean to come across Vera as being kind of anti anti study, you know, I'm studying the word and getting a sense of what what's coming, what God is going to do. I I, I don't assume that it can't do harm unless we hold it too too, too tight. tight and and begin to think
2: that we're well, the only we ones to get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: What the Lord told us is is um, the letter kills, but the word, uh, but the spirit gives <laughs> the life. spirit of God gives life, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of us have forgotten that, and uh, um, the reason i 'm mentioning that is uh, well i 'm an immigrant, my parents came over from Germany uh, after the Holocaust um they were of course on on the wrong side, so to speak, uh-huh. you know uh, but um, the the Lord put into my mother's heart to to give um, seven years of her life after my dad passed to go to, to Israel and to share the gospel through um, teaching the Bible wow. and um, yeah and and it, she, she actually was one of those—that uh, was the beginning of the Messianic movement, I really think so, mm-hmm. in the early early 90s. And um, what's really grieving me right now is we have some grandchildren who have been uh, unfortunately raised in a very traditional Episcopal-type background, More, I would say very Catholic— okay mm-hmm. because the rudiments of all of these um Presbytery and so forth uh they they definitely go back to the catholic church mm-hmm. you know for the traditional the ways and if you look even further it goes back to the original judaism mm-hmm. the way they were worshiping god and mm-hmm. and jesus was you know calling them whited sepulchers think about it and, mm-hmm. uh, you know they they weren't they weren't um, honoring God with their hearts and their lives they were just you know going through the movements and believing that okay we've done this therefore you know we're good
1: different, <laughs> different re- religious processes. Uh, exactly, religion, ritual, and practices, exactly. it, which can have their importance, but the crucial thing is what you said: the heart. Our heart response to God, yeah. seeking but, after but, Him. But get
0: th- But get this! My grandson said that he doesn't believe that Jesus was a Jew, <laughs> and I'm going. Where is this coming from? Oh, well, I don't know. And we can't, we can't we can't seem to break. Where this is coming from, and I'm thinking, you know, out of two, uh, one new I bet new that's man, especially you
1: know? concerning to you. I, I, I'm just wondering if part of the way it's striking you, of course, and it hits yeah. me a little bit too. I, I'm a little, I'm a little. Uh, that, that raises a little bit of an alarm or a little bit of a signal in my brain too. But with the German background and all, would that did, is that part of what's making you respond? Thinking that well, Jesus wasn't a Jew? No, so. I mean, my mother, so you on? know,
0: she gave seven years of her life, you know, um, and then um, after that, let's see, she, she passed away about seven years after that. Uh-huh. But the point being was uh, she gave, uh, as she was always saying, all my love to. To the Jewish people, and her book about her life history is from Psalm one twenty one. I lift up my eyes unto the hills. The hills from yes. whence cometh yes. my help? My help comes and from you the know, my yes. help cometh from the Lord. He made heaven and earth, and so forth. And and her whole um, you know life story is actually about how God, you know, brought her through everything. Wow. You know that, that that she just see she sees. You know, she she had a depth of uh, perception, uh-huh. and she wrote her whole book in German first, and then she translated I'll it. Oh, B, that's and amazing! Go- yeah. And I'll be like, yeah, that's like a hundred and fifty pages, and I'm going, wow! Was, I don't was know was how. Was German
1: she did her it. her um, native, native language, language?
0: Of course, yeah.
2: Her
1: first language? I yeah. See.
2: Well, yeah. Well, I've done right. that.
1: I've I've written a book in in English. I, I've been very tempted to try to write in Spanish, which is not my first. I, I uh-huh. speak it I speak it quite well, fairly well, but, but uh-huh. boy that must have been a big task for her. I I, I would e oh, I would expect yeah. Oh that it sounds like a wonderful well, book though. It would be God honoring and very uh very uplifting to read it, I well, think. If Vera. You know-
0: you can give me any, any any insight on on how to go about getting it published because uh-huh. that's been um the project God's put on my heart to do to you know um sure. to to get it out there in print and then I don't know I kept thinking of it needs to be made in a movie, but I uh-huh. thought there is a a wonderful movie out there right now that um is very along similar lines um uh, Return to the Hiding Place. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yes, yes. Returned. Uh-huh. Yes, uh-huh. There's, uh huh. The Hiding Place was the original in 1973, and then Return to the Hiding Place was um, produced uh, by a Christian uh, pastor, actually, in uh-huh. 2013.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, well, Vera, if you would like to connect uh, with me, I'm soapy at com. You know, the okay, bible Soapy? Yeah. Sopy, S O A P Y. It's not Sophia or Sophie. It's S O P Y No, like no, S O. Okay, S
0: O A P Y. Got at, it.
1: At thebiblelive.com. dot com. I'll be trying. Uh-huh. I'll be glad to try to give you a connection or two. Uh, okay. If it could be of help, I, I I would love to be of help if I could because it sounds like a very inspiring. You know, a passion, a work of passion, a, a you know who, uh, yeah. work of yeah. love yeah, on your amen.
0: Part. And a really great resource, but uh, but a prayer, a prayer is for my grandson. His name is Stephen. He's the one that's so confused. He okay. He's been, um, yeah. He's he's 26, and he's um, he's pretty much been ostracized from his family, oh, and his uh, just some some real uh, some real really hurtful things in the family have happened there and he's one of ten he's the eldest
1: father thank uh, you for vera tonight calling just a words of encouragement her story of uh, your faithfulness in her own life in her mother's life And we do pause this moment to lift up this young man, Stephen. And we just ask that you would, even at this very moment, even if we're here talking, that you would uh, visit him with a sense of your presence, your peace, your comfort, your encouragement, your hope, Lord, that you would reveal yourself to him and that he would have a heart to respond and to just seek you uh, in the simplicity of faith and trust and that you would bring peace and calm to his life. and and, and comfort and um, and, and contentment in a walk with you. We just present him to you and and ask you to do that uh, for your name's sake, for your kingdom's sake, for your glory in his life, and also to honor and to please our dear sister Vera. And uh, be a blessing to them and their family and those that know them as well. Thank you, Lord, for this chance to visit. And uh, thank you for Vera, and you give her success and and some open doors to somehow get this story of your faithfulness uh, in her mom's yeah. life and to her mom. Uh, we, we just look forward to see Lord if you can give a solution to that. And we pray all of this name in the name of your Savior, uh, our Savior, your Son Jesus. Amen. 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 Thank you, dear. Thank, thank you,
0: you so much,
1: sophie Uh huh. You get to talk with Vera. I, mm-hmm. I tell you, there's so many, so many adventures out there in the lives of people, yeah. Stacey, yes. isn't it? Mm-hmm. Every, every person, every child of God mm-hmm. is a is a story. <laughs> you know, there's of God's faithfulness and finding and seeking yeah. them and the adventure and of, his, of growing.
2: Yeah. And, and it's of, of His reveli- of revealing himself mm-hmm. in that person. And we were talking earlier. Um, there's no way, this has always been really comforting to me. Um, I think we tend to, um, want so badly for somebody else to understand and to ideally, we want them so badly to understand uh-huh. this, you know, position or yeah, this political yeah. or this uh-huh. or that, and um, and and that can get you know, we want to convince, we want to already. You know, and um, but when it comes down to it, the the Christian the 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 joy would be you want so badly for everybody to know the joy of Christ in your heart. You want so badly for them to to understand, to know Him, to the feel. joy, the, the comfort, the, the, the peace, yes, the contentment, right? the courage, the, the love, encouragement, the, incre- the love. Mm-hmm. And uh, despite circumstances, you know, and that's what counts as mm-hmm. all joy. And um, and I think what's always been comfort to me is as much as you want. Um, that person to know Jesus, I, 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 I can promise we can rest assured God loves them far more, even, yes. he, and He knows exactly what they need, and He will do everything in His power to to woo them, to to to, to pull them in, to yes, that's right, to get the, and um, and we can trust that, and we can pray for that, and we and we can trust and know that He is. Oh, he that is working. a tremendous
1: comfort. Mm-hmm. That it, It's comforted me many times uh, through almost 50 years of ministry now. So many times as I've come to understand that truth. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot, I'll have to confess that a lot of times in my early ministry, you know, you uh, felt like you I, I thought like it was all up to me. Right, Sophie to convince, Dollar I had to do it. Well, to, convince, I, I, I to, convince
2: to make it make sense. I, I had to convince to it, people. Uh-huh. I yeah. had
1: to tell as many people as I could. You know, right. and, 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 and some of those aren't necessarily tell as many people as I could and so on. B- but it's what's motivating. It's it, what was a really a great thing, a great step, or in my own life, Stacy was at, toward the end of the eighties. Actually, now I've been on staff with Campus Crusade since uh, the early seventies, nineteen seventy-two, and I had known the Lord since uh, what nineteen sixty-seven or so. And I've been walking with the Lord and serving, witnessing and sharing the gospel. But a lot of that time. Uh, it, it was this curious mixture of God's part and my part, you know that I. Oh, yeah. A I lot remember. of times I was, I was trying to help God out, help Jesus out, because you know, He told me to reach the Great Commission, so I've got to do it, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and don't me—I think my heart was right, but but I didn't understand the extent to which. He, you know, He. His power is at work. In other words, God isn't asking us to do something f- for Him because He can't do it or won't do it for Himself. He is doing this very work. By His Spirit, He is right. drawing men and women to Himself. He's revealing Himself to people and young people. and uh, He's doing all of this. All we get to do is collaborate with Him. Be a part, by faith, be a far- part of that process of 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 beckoning, of loving people, of drawing, of inviting them, of explaining and answering, listening. Right. But it's it's his spirit that, that's right. doing that job, And there's a great deal of peace right. in that.
2: Right, which is the talents, which, which is the parable of the talents. Right, that. exactly. That we, we uh, what we're responsible for is what he has revealed of himself to us. And, and we, what
1: he's already committed himself uh, to do. Right,
2: right. And as <laughs> yeah. we, as we, invest in in that process he reveals and gives more and more oh
1: yeah and we get the thrill of being used mm-hmm. in the tiniest little way in that process in different people's lives mm-hmm. praying for them counseling uh inviting explaining listening mm-hmm. we get to be a tiny part of what god is doing to draw them right. to himself and that that is thrilling it really is yeah. and i i think that's a little bit of what we're talking about in matthew this it's not a, totally away from the theme. Yeah. Is that uh, whatever view of end times we take, don't let it be something that divides us from other believers or that distracts us from the task of loving and giving uh, to people. Uh, God is going to come when He's come. He's going to close the curtain on history as we know it. When He's going, He's going to do it. When He does it, and how He does it, uh, He hadn't explained to us exactly detailed what it's going to be like. So we just have to do what he's called us to do, love others and and, and he'll do it. That that's the pan mm-hmm. the pan millennium view. <laughs> just be, be about serving God, loving God, loving others, sharing the gospel and everything's gonna pan out.
2: <laughs> right. Well you know, and what um well I I uh maybe selfish <laughs> what? Matthew does go through the crucifixion the the tomb and the resurre- the resurrection, and him with the disciples um he wasn 't about okay now let 's go get revenge on the uh, on who crucified me yeah. he wasn't his when once he rose from the dead and conquered death, it wasn't a looking back of uh, who do I now how do we get, get you know, even with those even. guys that did that to right. me that or was, what, no that was the that's cr- interesting
1: i never thought of that right
2: i mean it, and and it well we're living i think in a time right now where we we're dealing we we deal with so much guilt because we take on so much responsibility that that's not ours ours to take and we you know we we feel guilty about letting something down or about not making the right choice or about Well this that's or part that. of what
1: i was saying about How different it would be to live in the time of Jesus and Paul. They didn't have to do think about well, who's (laughs) going to elect a Caesar this year, you know, or that. uh, They just did what they did, and the powers that be took over. Did now, I'm not saying it's not good, you know, that we have, and that it's just a different system. But we still need to be stay on. On beam, you know, like a laser fixed right. on well, loving I mean, God, yeah. loving others, sharing the gospel, making disciples.
2: This was one of the most, I think, helpful, powerful. Um, it was a, it was a Tim Keller actually sermon. I, I, Tim, Tim, Tim Keller, Tim Keller um, and um, he, he had quoted. There was a poem, um, and maybe this kind of goes back to. Um, a little bit referencing Germany and what they went through, and this was after um, World War II and during the Nuremberg Trials. Um, what they found when they were, you know, talk about sort of trying, you know, making a wrong right, and we, and that's a good thing. I mean, I mean, we should be in the business of trying of 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 enacting what we can of justice. Um, but at the trials, what they were finding is they would put the uh, a soldier or you know a, a nazi on, on trial and they would say well it wasn't my fault i was just doing what my superior told me to do right and then so then that person would be okay and then that person said, well it wasn't my fault i was just following orders i was uh-huh. just doing what i was told to and That's right. they w- would follow it up the chain and basically and then they so from that trial somebody wrote a poem about it and the poem goes takes it all the way to the top and basically it's mankind saying this isn't our fault at all we we nobody asked to be here i didn't ask to be created i didn't and but we have this intense um and 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 so there's this kind of intent well we should put god on trial and as blasphemous and as as oh yeah uh, as un you know as as blasphemous as that is god allows himself and says okay blame blame me do your worst and so they pulled him down from heaven and we beat him and we pierced him and we crucified him and we did our worst. He and he allowed it. And then it and and then he and then he rose from yes, it. Yes. And we watch and we know it and I and it dispels all of the blame. Um it kind of so that's that's what the cross does is sort of dispels In a situation when you're on trial, when you're guilty, when there's no way out, there was no good choice, there was no right, there was no way of uh, worming or squirming your way. Anyway, um, we are guilty, and yet he took he took the blame, he took the death.
1: And it's that moment when we stop trying to excuse things that ever happened to me uh, over these years of ministry, and I've seen a great number of things, but we were in Germany. And we were singing, uh, giving a concert, a Christian concert in one of the cities of Germany. And we, we were invited to a lunch. And a former uh, German, mm-hmm. a former Nazi mm-hmm. uh, who, prison keeper, mm. met at the lunch, and we came. The two met, a former pr- uh, keeper and a former Jewish prisoner. Mm-hmm. They both had trusted in Christ, had come to faith. They hugged each other. Oh. It was the most moving thing yeah. I yeah. at yeah. that. Yeah. It was just so touching. You know what
2: it reminds me of? It reminds me of. I um, mean, I mean. So that's that. That's what the cross does. Is it dispels that guilt and that shame and that hatred, and there when there is an impossible coming together, he makes coming together a possibility when there was no possibility, right? Um, mm-hmm. But our greatest fear. Is that when we are in a backed into a corner, when we have no way out, when we are guilty as charged? I think what we are afraid of is remember that scene. It's an awful scene uh, in Private Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it, it, it's a horror. Like it's one when. It, when um, when he, oh, when the a, young
1: man is paralyzed with fear, uh, no. no,
2: that's Band of Brothers. Uh, oh, okay. This is the one where the it, it's kind of a slow and um, oh, it's awful. I hate to even say yeah, it yeah, his, yeah, I know he slowly killed. He's well, like, sure,
1: but the boy was watching. It was too paralyzed with oh, fear to sure. help him. You're right. Yeah, yeah that's
2: right, that's right. Um, but that person, I always just think about the person that's 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 trapped. Yeah, with their, their enemy is at them. They're trapped. And our greatest fear is that when we're trapped, that that's our enemy. die for you. Instead of destroying you, I embrace you. I love you. And, and, and then you, in turn, willingly give your will and your life over to him. After he took that, mm. anyway, I don't know that. But those, those are kind of in terms of Matthew and and, and and with the cross and what that must have meant to the disciples, being Jesus's dearest friend and best friend, going through that with him. I mean, it. It. I just. He did something impossible.
1: (laughs) No doubt about it. We'll come back in just a little bit. That's our final music break here. The Bible Live will continue, and we'll jump back into the Old Testament with the book of Numbers. We'll kind of get an introduction to that, and it'll be at our website, thebiblelive.com. All this week, you can go there beginning uh, this morning at 3 o'clock in the morning. You can start listening to our readings then from the book of Numbers. We'll be right back. Don't go away. All right, we'll understand it better by and by. That's what the king is telling us there. Yes. <laughs> Elvis. Maybe we'll see uh, Elvis in glory. That, I hope so. I, you know, there is a, indicators that he was a man of faith, that he at some level sought after God and believed in, in uh, the Lord. So, Selfie,
2: Selfie, he hope. did record three gospel albums.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I know he did. His
2: group was called the Jordanaires.
1: Yep. His <laughs> first group was the Jordanaires. Our That's residents. right. I remember. Uh, very, very interesting I'm very interesting library. life that guy had. Well, let's see. We're in our final segment. Let's make our transition. Uh, I was just thinking, Stacey, might be good as we move from the Gospel of Matthew, kind of summing up what we've been uh, saying, that... You know, when you're on a basketball team, remember when you played basketball in high yeah. school? And I used to go and watch all the time. And remember, you know, I played basketball and football and, you know, all these sports and so on. And and uh, I remember we'd get into, uh, before the game, would have the pre-game sort of pep talk from the coach and all. And the, he'd always tell us uh, right before we went on the field, okay, guys, this is the most important thing. This is, you know all week long we would watch the uh, the the scouting film of the other team we would formulate our game plan our strategy we're going to we're going to do this we're going to do that we're going to get this guy and that and and, then, and so he says okay now remember and so the last thing he would tell us before we go on the field was that most important thing now remember focus and remember this is our game plan do this well, that's the way I kind of think Jesus was thinking. Yeah, yeah. That's with the right. great commission here. Yeah. Uh, okay. after all that Jesus had told him in that. the in the gospel, <laughs> you were wondering where I was going. Well, after all of this stuff in the Gospel of Matthew, these things that Matthew explains to us, all these lessons, all these healings, all these miracles, yeah. all his teaching, and all these uh, adventures and of life and that he gave, then he says um, uh, he he's. He's been crucified. He's risen from the dead. He spent now these forty days with them, discipling him and encouraging them, and and now he's going to is going to leave them. Mm-hmm. And, and this is what this is the last thing. In other words, mm-hmm. this is that important message yeah. that Jesus tells them. He said, "Then the eleven disciples left for Galilee as Jesus had told them to do, going to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him." But even then, some of them doubted. So this is a very earthy, very mm-hmm. real situation. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. not just everybody believed. Uh, there were some people still doubting and all. They worshiped him. And they, they're watching. They're seeing Jesus, the risen Messiah. And, and he says, and he comes to them. Jesus came and told his disciples. And this is called the Great Commission. He says, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. And that's the part that I had forgotten for many years. Mm-hmm. See, I was picking up on the Great Commission: go and make disciples. But I, I forgot the part that I have been given. Authority. It's about Him, yeah. it, Jesus. Right. I have yeah. been given all authority in heaven and on earth. I, this, I'm doing this. Therefore, on the basis of that, yeah. then. Right. Uh any time you see the word therefore, you're supposed to ask yourself, what is that therefore? <laughs> that, that's what it is. So therefore, on the basis of his authority, what God is do- Christ is committed to doing what he's doing. He said, therefore, in that context, you go and make disciples of all nations. Mm-hmm. Now, actually, the word go is actually in, in the Greek. It's going. It's mm-hmm. a participle. All of the verbs in the verse are participles except The only imperative verb is make disciples. Mm -hmm. That's the task we're called. Therefore, as you're going, make disciples of all the nations, people groups. Mm -hmm. Ethnos is that word. Baptizing them into the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching these new believers to obey all the commands I have given you, including this one, Mm -hmm. and be sure of this, I am with you always. So at the beginning and the end, Mm there is this expression of, I am with you. Uh, this right. is. I'm committed to doing this. I'm going to let you be a part. Now mm-hmm. go and and. But remember, I'm with you, mm-hmm. and that's 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 the, such a thrilling thing that we get to be a part of, and that's what we want to keep our minds and hearts on as God's people, uh, whether we're new believers or uh, or veterans, been around a lot of years. Mm-hmm. Our calling is to. Know him, love him, right. love others around us, and be a part of helping to reach he
2: wasn't, new and, generations. And he wasn't in front of 5,000 people. He wasn't in front of a huge crowd. He no. wasn't back with the in the room in front of Pilate. He was with his dearest, best yep. friends. Yep. I mean, I, I, I think that's. All right. right. Well, let's let's move <laughs> back. Let's move on back
1: now to Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Monday. and now we come to the book of Numbers. Now, uh, in uh, Leviticus, now remember we remember Genesis was the beginning. It starts in a garden of Eden. It ends in a coffin in Egypt. Uh, that's that the starts in a garden. It ends up in in Egypt in in, in, in um, uh, with with Joseph. Uh, taking the bones of Joseph in, in a coffin, taking them back to the Promised Land as they uh, as they begin the four hundred years of uh, of slavery and slavery to, uh, uh, in bondage in Egypt uh, there during that four hundred years. Now the Book of Exodus is about uh, coming out. Uh, it, it's a picture in in truth of, of of salvation that we are brought out of the kingdom of darkness, out of slavery, out of bondage to sin and self. And, now we, and God is bringing us out. And that's what we have a picture of, God bringing his people out of Egypt uh, to the base of Mount Sinai and uh, begins to build a new people, begins to remind them they're his people and and uh, re- re- restoring to them and re- relearning now their legacy, their heritage of hope. So the book of Exodus is about Moses and Ten Commandments and so on coming out of Egypt, the, the plagues and so on. We remember that. And then we'd come now... Uh, to uh, the book of Leviticus. And it starts out, they're still there. They're going to uh, have commandments about the offerings, uh, the grain offerings, the sacrifices. Now, all along, they're learning that God's redemptive plan ultimately is based upon the concept of substitutionary atonement. You're going to be made right with God because sin sin is deadly. Sin is very serious. So serious, it demands blood. Without the shedding of blood, mm-hmm. there's no remission of sin. The soul that sins, it shall die. All of these are Old Testament concepts, and yet th- the idea was that th- there's there's going to be this covering. Uh, I'm going to provide a covering, a Messiah, a Savior, a Redeemer, who is going to pay the penalty. There's going to be a substitution, there, substitution for you, who would pay the penalty of your sin and free you to be forgiven and restored to the relationship with God? That's the picture of all the offerings that we see uh, in that are taught there at the base of Mount Sinai. And now, in Leviticus, we start. He starts teaching them about that sins requiring guilt offering and and uh, instructions for the burnt offerings, instructions for the peace, peace. It begins to teach them about holiness, God's holiness, and about. Uh, the means by which we are restored to fellowship relationship with God through faith uh, and and uh, through substitutionary atonement, now Leviticus is all about holiness and it 's about worship how to, how we can experience God in our daily lives over the long haul and now that we can now experience a relationship with God and and experience his forgiveness, his peace, his comfort as we go along through life now. When we come to the book of Numbers, they're ready to leave the base of Mount Sinai, and they're going to stretch out, and they start out now, remember, coming out of Egypt was not an end within itself. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they came out of Egypt to go into the Promised Land. That it, in other words, just coming out of Egypt, getting out of the that that wasn't what it was all about. It was about... Going back now after all these 400 years, 430 years, going back and fulfilling the promise that God made to Abraham mm-hmm. that this land, this promised land, he's going to take them now to Canaan, uh, back to the promised land, and they came out so they could go in. Mm-hmm. And so um, that is us, too. We've come out of the bondage to sin, right. and the kingdom of darkness, yeah. to go into the kingdom of light, and now we're we're travel in we 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 brought out to be brought in mm-hmm. to God's kingdom. Mm-hmm. And and um so uh there we go. The first it's called the Book of Numbers because uh it starts out with a, a registration of Israel's troops. In other words, they take a census of their of all the people uh in their in their um, in in Israel as they gather And they come out with the exact number, actually, actually, um, uh, 630,000. I know they they give the number right there as well that they come out with, Mm -hmm. 603,550. And so they take a a census because they want to know how many men, uh, these are young men 20 20 years old and over, who are going to be available to go into Canaan. uh, uh, And this is just... A not many days journey actually up to Canaan uh, uh, we learned later Elijah made the journey in about three days I believe it was so this isn't a many days journey from the base of Mount Sinai for for a for a large group like this you know two to three million people It would have been slower than one person of course but but uh, this was they were to go up and go on in and possess the land and so th- it's called the book of numbers because they first take a census and then they move forward to go ahead and do what they're called to do and that's where uh, that's where things uh, the wheels come off the cart and the people rebel they don't trust god Uh, remember the 12 spies are sent or the 10 10 spies i believe sent into the land and that well 12 i believe and 10 come back Saying we can't do it, they're too big, they're too powerful. And to Caleb and Joshua, saying we can do it, let's go on in and let's get it done. And because of their disobedience, then they are not—they're not able to enter into uh, the promised land, and they are turned back. And all of those men from all the men of twenty years old and under, until they die off away, they're going to die in the wilderness. And then they come back again at the end of the book of Numbers. They come back again to uh, one more time to enter in. Mm -hmm. And at that time, uh, Moses is, that's what the book of Deuteronomy is, is the last 30 days. They're camped on the east side of the the, uh, Jordan River. The book of Deuteronomy is, is Moses' last messages to them delivered during those last 30 days. Uh, uh, while they're camped on the east side of the Jordan, so the book of Numbers though is about all of their wanderings, uh, their travels in the wilderness, uh, with the tabernacle, with uh, Moses leading them, and they they have these adventures. They have they learn these lessons. they things they're being taught. They're putting into practice the 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 wor- you know worshiping at, at the tabernacle. They're giving their sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have a lot of bad experiences. They have. Sometimes they panic, sometimes they're full of anxiety, and they don't have enough water, they don't have food, they don't do this, they get under under attack, and then they it's just the ups and downs through these journeys that they have, these important lessons that they're learning, and so we're going to travel through that uh as we go through the book of numbers, okay, so you got something you wanna uh mention there Stace?
2: oh well, I was... I said this last last mm-hmm. time as we were wrapping it, but I, it's interesting to me that Matthew starts with a census and uh, and numbers is, starts with a yes, census. very interesting. You
1: mentioned I had not ever thought of the like of that similarity. <laughs> numbers starts with a census, and actually, you were, looks at uh, Luke tells us that in yes, in, in, uh, in that time of uh, Augustus that, that the there was a period, census yes. taken. So it's interesting. Yeah, they both they do both start off. With a census being taken the people being counted now um, they're they're organized as we start the book of numbers they are organized in the way they travel the the tabernacle is located in the very middle of the uh, the congregation or, or the, all of Israel the camps the different tribes of Israel are are placed carefully intentionally around the tabernacle Um and organized for camping and for marching. They, the tabernacle has a pillar of fire uh, by night, a pillar of cloud by day. Uh, uh, they're told when to make camp, when to break camp. And there are some silver trumpets that the priests uh, pass on signals and uh, information to the people using those silver trumpets as well. In these opening chapters, chapters of the book of Numbers, uh, some of this is, all of this is laid out um you, uh, these different details that i've just mentioned the the silver trumpets the uh the the, Kohathites, the gershonites the Merorites these are three groups of the tribe of the levites uh these are not uh, uh, these are the different branches of the family not the from the from the descendants of aaron only the descendants of aaron are the priests mm-hmm. uh they are all levites on all uh, All priests are Levites, but not all the Levites are priests. There are three uh, branches of the Levites, the Kohathites, Gershonites, and Merarites, and they had different duties. They were to care for the tabernacle and serve as priests for the nation. They were to guard, keep a lookout for the health of the nation. We see that the the Levites were involved in looking at um, leprosy and uh, mole. you know, if, if the, the health concerns, uh, dietary health, and that sort of thing, uh, of the people of the nation, and they helped in some of the legal aspects of the, of the uh, people as they traveled as well, with uh, holding court and helping make judgments and so on. Uh, let me see what else. The Nazarite is an interesting development. The Nazarite vow is made uh, a certain some when an Israelite man or woman wanted to give a certain period of time in their life or their entire life to serving the Lord in some special way they would take a nazirite vow and uh they would dedicate themselves to the Lord and they would make a vow that they would not partake in alcohol they would not cut their hair and they would not approach or uh not approach or uh, be involved around dead bodies death was the the thing that most of the rituals uh, moved away from death is the great enemy right. a- and 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 so that was that was symbolized in their the rituals that they followed now i i i think that there samson we know took a nazirite vow uh, we re- will read about samson again when we get to the b- book of the judges samuel before we get to the um, uh, oh, when we move from the judges to the kings samuel took a nazirite vow as well He's another one, and many think John the Baptizer, John the Baptist, uh, was one who had taken a Nazarite vow. Although he indeed was, uh, yeah, he was indeed a a Levite as well. Now, um, what I'm wondering is, I wonder if Jesus—I've never really thought of this. Maybe someone would have some information. I wonder if Jesus was considered—he was not a Levite; he was in the tribe of Judah—and yet he did take he did go and take a uh, a ceremonial washing of dedication as he launched his ministry mm-hmm. when he's about thirty years old uh, so i'm wondering if that might have been considered a nazarite vow i'm not sure um, so he they uh you know the idea is, i don 't know if he had long hair and all these things, although he did touch dead bodies. <laughs> They weren't dead very much longer <laughs> after he touched them, right? They, uh, oh, which is kind okay. of interesting.
2: Well, and then that's a big uh, 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 in terms of holiness. I mean, that that's very much that renders back to to Isaiah's dream of typically when you touch things uh-huh. that are impure, the impurities come to you. Uh-huh. But Jesus, it, what Jesus was was that was that coal. In that case, uh-huh. the coal purified uh, his purified lips yeah. his lips, and so instead of impurity coming on jesus jesus turned, purifies, purifies the ones he the impure yes. uh,
1: i like that i like it uh okay so there we go um then we have the ironic uh the ironic uh blessing may the lord bless you and protect you may the lord smile on you and be gracious to you may the lord show his favor and give you his peace the ironic uh, blessing that they were instructed to give In chapter 6, I'm just trying to look at some of the more interesting parts of the... uh, All all through this, we look at the different uh, pieces of furniture and furnishings in the tabernacle. Uh, We see the menorah, the lampstand that that is a symbol of the Jewish faith even today. Uh, The menorah was a part of giving light, producing light for the inside the tent of meeting inside the tent of... was this menorah that gave light for the priests in their duty in the, as they carried out their duties. Um, before breaking camp and heading up to the Promised Land, they, in Chapter 9, they observe the Passover once again. Uh, uh, remember, the first one they celebrated was in Egypt. So they have the second Passover mm-hmm. as they set out. Um, and let me see if there's anything... Um, I guess that's about it from the opening chapters of the book of Numbers, as they set out now to go. Uh, they've come out of Egypt so that they can go into the Promised Land, but they don't. Uh, they don't do it. We'll see about that. Uh, in chapter ten, they leave Sinai, and they move on up toward the uh, Promised Land, the, the, the land of Canaan. And remember, we want to tra- This traces all the way back to Genesis chapter fifteen. And where we God told uh, way back in talking to Abraham this is what's going to happen You're, uh, I'm going to give you this land but this is what's going to happen your, your descendants are going to be first they're going to be taken down into a foreign land and be kept for 430 years they're going to be kept in bondage and slavery and then I'm going to bring them out and so all of this has already been told clearly to uh, Abraham, and it has been passed on to them. It's part of what they heard uh, from their spiritual heritage and legacy. And now Moses has come back; that has become a reality. They've come out of Egypt, and now they are to go back and to enter into the promised land. And so um, that's where we leave it. That th- for tonight. Uh, if you want to now, I want to remind you: go to thebiblelive.com. dot com. I uh, just encourage you to do that Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll be This uh, week, you'll hear chapters 10 uh, through, I think, uh, through the end of the book, basically, all, uh, very close to the end of the book of Numbers. Mm-hmm. So this week, we'll be reading a 15 to 20-minute Bible reading each day, each one of those days, Monday through Friday, and I want to encourage you to go there, thebiblelive.com. And then just go to, uh, you'll see the schedule there on that. Scroll down on that first page, and it'll show you the readings for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And go to the podcast, our podcast, and then click on, well, if you, if you don't want to go to the podcast itself, right there on that page, on the opening page, there is a place where you can uh, click on that. But for today's reading, it says, today's reading. Uh, whether it's Monday, or Tuesday, or Wednesday, you can find the, the, that day's reading right there. But if you want to go back and listen to maybe a reading from before, uh, maybe even another book uh, earlier and catch some of those readings, you can always go back in the podcast and trace all the way back to Genesis chapter 1, verse 1 and and, and uh, see all of those readings in the past as well. TheBibleLive.com. Oh, yeah. Hope they'll join us. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Stacey. We made it this Thank time. We, we we got out. It looks like we we're going to get out without stepping on ourselves, right? Oh. <laughs> Thanks, folks, for being with us. This has been The Bible Live. Have a great, great week. We'll see you here next Sunday night on The Bible Live.
2: The Bible Live is dedicated to helping restore the Bible to our culture mailing address is P.O. Box 18888. That's Box 18888. San Antonio, Texas 78218.
0: Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 930 on this great station. Then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The The Bible Bible Live Live Quiz
1: Show.